How you doing? I'm Miles McPherson, pastor of the Rock Church in San Diego. And I have a question for you. Can you imagine what would happen in your church, in your community, if your church prayed 24 hours a day, seven days a week, pleading, crying out for the presence of God? The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven forgive their sin and heal their land. The Bible says that we should seek his face. The same Hebrew word for face is presence. Can you imagine if we called on God's presence 24 hours a day, seven days a week? I know I want to see what would happen, but I know more importantly, God wants to show himself strong on our behalf if we cry out to him. It's in his presence that we worship him. It's in his presence that we have power. It's in his presence that we are changed. So what do we do? Go to WePray247.com and sign up your church. We want to get churches to cover a 24-hour period. You could sign up for a 15-minute slot or an hour slot. But sign up your church and then get the people in your church to cover 24 hours. And can you imagine churches all around the world praying out, crying out to God for His presence 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Now more than ever, do we need a powerful presence of God. Go to WePray247.com, sign up your church, and let's call heaven down to earth. Hey, what's up, Rock family? Uh, Pastor Travis here with some of my brothers in, in arms, and we just want to say we love you. Hope you're enjoying the message so far or the Sunday experience. We're doing something special. Super special. Uh, by the way, we're six feet apart. Come on, come on. Just make sure. Make sure. Make sure. Yeah. Make sure you see that right there. And sanitized. Make sure yeah, yeah, and we sprayed down mm -hmm. and surgicalized. Well, that's even a word. <laughs> but uh, tomorrow's a special day. What's going on tomorrow? Tomorrow is Pastor Miles' birthday, somebody. Come on. Woo! The big 60, 60 man, man. The big 60. Oh, do you get any discounts at 60? I mean, maybe a little free coffee at McDonald's or something like that. Get that coffee, Pastor. Get that coffee. And so what do we want our Rock Church fam to do this week and tomorrow? We want you to pull your phones out. Matter of fact, pull your phones out right now. Get your now. phones out. We Pastors, want you get your to phones out. Uh, record a video singing happy birthday to Pastor yep. and then post it on your social media platforms and then tag him at Miles McPherson. There you go. At Miles McPherson. But we got something really special for Pastor right now. We got what well, we got. We got gifts. Pastor, we're sending you surgical gloves. You're getting a measuring tape. We got uh, sanitizer and whatever that mist is. Sending it your way because we love you and we care about you. But we're singing. Yeah, we're going to sing. Hey, listen, some of y'all may have heard of the Katinas. Katinas. You can refer to us as the Quarantinas. Quarantinas, baby. Quarantinas. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on somebody. Here we go. So we all ready. Pull your phones out. We're going to sing happy birthday collectively as a family. Y'all ready? One, two, a one, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Spin it, spin it, spin it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Pastor Miles McPherson. He's 60. Happy birthday to you. Surgical gloves. Stay fresh. Hey, Dave Ramsey here, and I just want to say happy birthday to my good friend, Pastor Miles McPherson. Happy 60th birthday. Can you be my personal trainer? We're ready to get our party. Where's the cake, man? And hey, you're not done, are you? I mean, you're like halfway, you're like midlife. Love you, brother. Thankful for who you are. Happy birthday. God bless. I'm praying that this be the best 
year of your life. God has used you to literally impact a whole generation, including me and my family. From Jeff and I uh, to you and your family, happy birthday. Can't thank you enough for all the words of encouragement, the prayer. You're a conqueror, you're a mighty man, and uh, we just love you to pieces. Happy birthday. God bless you. Keep after it, my friend. We both just want to wish you a happy 60th birthday. I can't believe your birthday. I cannot believe you're 70. That's shocking. Uh, oh, so, so, oh, Miles, I cannot believe you're 65. No, 60. Oh, 60. Happy 50th birthday. 60. What? Miles is turning 60. Well, that makes a lot more sense. Have you seen him? Thank you so much for being the incredible man that you are, and we're sending all our love to you on this incredible celebration day. Yesterday, Governor Gavin Newsom made the announcement that he wants to postpone non-essential gatherings of more than 250 people for the rest of the month. And to follow that recommendation, the Rock Church will now limit how many people attend worship services at their main building. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Power, let's be courageous about this. Love, let's take care of other people. Let's look out for other people and stop thinking what's going to happen to me. And then of a sound mind, let's wash our hands. Keep our six feet, <laughs> keep our six feet and, and, and take care of ourselves, be safe, but let's live our life. You know, this is not the end of the world. It's going to go away. We'll get through this um, and let's not panic. We're doing a lot of elbow bumping these days. Elbow bump, you know, elbow bump. And stay healthy, you know, stay physically healthy. You know, social distance doesn't have to be emotional distance. We can still care for other people, check up on other people. Let's, let's take, this, uh, take advantage of this opportunity to look out for our neighbor and see what we can do for other people. How you doing, Rock Church? What's up? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Welcome to church. Uh, my name is Miles McPherson, pastor of the Rock Church. I want to welcome you to church. I don't know how you're doing through this corona thing, but I know it's impacting everybody and hurting everybody, so I want to encourage you. Uh, God is right there with you right now, and he loves you. And you may not think he loves you, but let me tell you something. One of the ways we know he loves you is that Easter is coming in two weeks. And Easter is where he rose from the dead. You know, he sent his son Jesus to die for us, but then he rose from the dead. Why? Because he loves us. And so let's give the Lord a hand for that. In two weeks, we're going to have an Easter service. We don't know what it's going to be like, but we're going to have an Easter service for you. And every week we will be here. And also I want to tell you, every day I am sending out encouraging videos. You can follow me at Miles McPherson, at Miles McPherson. And all our campus pastors are going to be sending out encouraging videos every single day. Um, we're also going to be launching a uh, website where you can pray, take a 15-minute slot. We want to cover 24 hours of prayer from this church, and we're inviting churches from all over the world to join us. And you can pray, and, and, and uh, you can choose a 15-minute slot for you, and we want to cover and this whole 24-hour period to pray for the presence of God. If we have the presence of God, everything else is taken care of. Because right there, he's with you, but you might not realize it, but he is there with you, and we want to all walk in the powerful presence of God. 
Before we go any further, please hit the share button. Uh, you have friends and family that need to hear this message that I'm going to talk about today. So hit the share button. And in two weeks, we're having Easter. And in one week, we're going to have communion. So I want to encourage you, get some bread, juice, um, if you can. And we're going to have communion right there in your home. And we're going to encourage you to do that next week. Amen. So get your Bibles out. Get your Bibles out, whatever form Bible you have. We're going to lift the Bibles up. If you're new, we do this every Sunday. We lift our Bible up and say word because this is God's word and we trust in it. So everybody, lift your Bibles up on the count of three. Say word. One, two, three. Say word. word. Very good. Very good. Turn to Philippians. Philippians chapter 4. New Testament. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. In 1984, I became a starter with the San Diego Chargers. I was a defensive back. And our fourth game of the year, we were playing the Los Angeles Raiders at the Coliseum in L.A. And I think it was the third quarter. I can't remember what part of the game it was. But I went to intercept the ball. And one of my teammates, who was 6'5", 265 pounds, was running in the opposite direction I was running in. I was running this way, he was running this way, and he was kind of like a big robot, and he had a cast on his arm, one of those plaster casts. And I jumped up, you know, maybe 30, 32 feet up in the air. (laughs) Pigeons were flying by, flame, my eyes were in the lights of the stadium. And then when I came down, right before I hit the ground, right before I, I was about five feet off the ground as I was coming down, he ran by and his arm went into my knee, flipped me 360, and blew my knee out. That was the end of my career. I played one more year, but I wasn't a starter anymore. But I, for a year and a half, I could not run like I used to run. I had an unhealthy leg. So, therefore, because of my unhealthy leg, I couldn't run like normal. You ever, you ever notice that sometimes when life is going good, you're still not happy? Because you have unhealthy thoughts. <laughs> you cannot operate and function like God wants you to if you have unhealthy thoughts. And sometimes you even think about, man, I got family, I got friends, I got a job, whatever, and I'm still not happy. It's because something's wrong in your thoughts and also in your spiritual life as well, which we'll talk about as well today. But I want to talk to you today about how you can start to think on things that are good and have positive thoughts. Now, if you were with us last week, I talked about being an ant killer killing and destroying the automatic negative thoughts. You need to get that message because we all have automatic negative thoughts, how to destroy them. I talked about that last week. But today I want to talk about how you can start meditating on things that are positive because what you think about, as a man thinks, so is he. As a man thinks, so is he. Let's, let's read this verse, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 8. It says, be anxious for nothing. Everyone say nothing. Nothing. That means stop tripping. Some people are like, I don't know what's going to happen. Especially now, how am I going to eat? It's a legitimate concern. Where am I going to live? It's a legitimate concern. But God says, be anxious for nothing. Instead, do this. In everything, by prayer and supplication or request, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. So instead of saying, oh, my life is going to end, my life is going to end, I don't know what's going to happen, say, God, pray to God, God, I thank you that you are faithful. Yeah. 
I thank you that you've always gotten me through stuff. I thank you that you love me and you never stop loving me. So with, with thanksgiving, then you say, can you feed me? <laughs> can you give me some food? Can you hook a brother with some money? I help my family. Then, but you thank him and acknowledge his goodness first. Because once you're reminded how good God is, then your problems will shrink. Because sometimes you're, you make your problems bigger than your God. You have to make your God bigger than your problems. So with Thanksgiving, and then it says, and once you do that, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. That means that you have peace in your heart and you go, I don't even know why I'm not tripping. Because remember, I said before, sometimes when things are good and you are not happy, because your mind's on the wrong thing. And then sometimes things are jacked up in your life, like the world is now. And then you're good. And you don't understand why. You wake up and go, I don't know why I'm not tripping. I don't know how I'm going to eat next week. I don't know why I'm not scared. I don't know if I'm going to you know, lose my house. I don't know why I'm not scared. Because you have the peace that surpasses understanding. <laughs> because God doesn't work in the logical. He's beyond the logical. And so it says, it says, um, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard or protect your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Finally, and then it says, here's the things. Whatever is true. Everyone say true. True. Whatever is true, not lies. Whatever is true. Whatever is noble. Say noble. Noble. Whatever things are just. Say just. Yes. Whatever things are pure. Say pure. Pure. Whatever things are lovely. Say lovely. Lovely. And whatever things are of good report, positive, say good report. good report. If there's any virtue or anything praiseworthy, meditate on that. Amen. Don't meditate on stuff that's impure. Don't meditate on stuff that's not true. Don't meditate on stuff that's not of good report. Don't think about that stuff. Think about stuff that's positive. That's positive. So we're going to talk about three ways, three steps to do that. Three very simple steps. You have your lesson plan. I want you to write it. If you have it in your phone, you can write this in your phone. You can print it out. You can write it down. But, I, but we're going to give you an assignment to do when this is over. So get, get your notes ready because I want you to write this down. Number one, memorize Scripture. Memorize Scripture. Memorize Scripture. Um, if you do not know what God said, the devil will tell you. <laughs> I, if you, when in Genesis chapter 1 and 2, God created the heavens and the earth. And you may not believe he created the heavens and the earth. So the question is, where did it come from? You may say the Big Bang. Well, who banged it? And then once it got banged it, who organized it? Okay. So anything that's blowed up, B-L-O-D, blowed up, <laughs> has to be organized. And so God created the heavens and the earth. Then he made Adam and he made Eve. And when Eve was by herself, and by the way, they were both naked, which means they were physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, socially exposed. There was nothing to hide. They had no sin. And then the devil came while Eve was alone. Now, I don't know if I was in the garden and I was naked and my wife was naked, she would not be alone. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so I don't know what Adam was tripping on. I'm just saying, it's in the Bible, it's in the word of God. I'm trying to, I'm just trying to just try to speak. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Amen, amen, amen. And, and especially after God said, be fruitful and multiply. Why am I over there? I don't know. So anyway, you need to read the Bible. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. Come on now, read the word. And so Eve, the Bible says, the Bible says that they were naked. And the Bible says Eve was by herself. And the Bible says God told him to be fruitful and multiply. She's by herself. And then the, the devil comes and says, Eve. 
And they were told, don't eat from that tree or you'll die. God, don't make pro- God does not break, make idle threats or promises. The devil comes and says, what did God say? Everybody say, what did God say? What did God say? If you do not read this, how are you going to answer that question? You have to memorize it and not just read it, but memorize it. Because you're not going to have this with you every day to look up the verse. You have to be able to answer it now. And the Bible says the word of God is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. So that means in real time it could speak to you and encourage you and guide you and direct you and empower you. And so he says to Eve, Eve, what did God say? She said, well, uh, actually she said, oh, well, you know, he said you can't eat it until you touch it. And, and he said, no, he lied to you. The devil told Eve God lied to her. He didn't lie to her, but she didn't know any better. Let me tell you something. If you do not memorize this word, you are going to stray. And the first place the devil is going to get you is in your thoughts. So you have to put God's word in your mind versus the lies of the devil. Look what it says in in Psalm 119, 911. Psalm 119, 911. It says, how can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to God's word. How many of y'all want to cleanse your way? How many of y'all want to cleanse your way? That's how. Taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden. Say hidden. In my heart that I may not sin against you. Let me tell you something. When I get tempted, when you get tempted, whether someone's trying to tempt you, drama's trying to tempt you, pressure, what does God say? you got to know what God says. So memorize scripture. If you, have, and if you have to all day tell yourself verses in the Bible, Lord, open the eyes of my heart that I may understand Amen. you. I'm the, keep my eyes fixed on the author and finisher of my faith. If you constantly are constantly saying that to yourself, by doing that, you are pushing the lies out of your head. Memorize scripture. Number two, in your notes, write down, establish an accountability partner. Establish an accountability partner. Proverbs 27:17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so the man sharpens the countenance of his brother. Who in your life? And by the way, it says iron, not uh, cotton sharpens cotton. <laughs> and why is that important? If you just have someone that's going to be, oh, it's okay, you don't need to do this. No, you, that's, that's not what that means. It means come, that someone's going to come up and jam you up. Someone that you say you have permission to be honest with me and confront me, and I have permission to be honest with you. You need that person in your life. Do I have that person in my life? Most definitely. Got multiples, multiple people like that. It, it takes humility on your part to submit yourself to them yeah. and for them to submit themselves to you. But you have to give that permission to somebody. And by the way, this is not only for memorizing scripture, but for your language, for how you treat your wife, your husband, how you spend your money, how you gamble or not gamble. Uh, if you're watching pornography, who is there to ask you, can they see your cookies on your, on your computer? And if you don't know what cookies are, it's your record of what you've been on, on your computer. But who in your life can ask you that? That's your brother that sticks closer than, a friend that sticks closer than a brother. A friend that sticks closer than a sister. Get an accountability partner. Memorize scripture. Everyone say memorize scripture. Memorize scripture. Write it down on your lesson plan. It's right there on your phone, on your computer. Number two, say establish accountability partner. Uh, Take a second. I'm going to give you 30 seconds, 45 seconds. 
to write the name of one person that could be your accountability partner. One person. And you might say, hey, look, can, can we have mutual accountability to one to another? Just write that down. I'm going to write mine. So, memorize scripture. This is how you're going to renew your mind. Memorize scripture. God's going to rewire your brain. Every time you have a memory, you have a physical imprint in your brain. There are actually new neurological connections with every memory. And those neurological connections enable you to think and process information according to systems. Because you now have the mind of Christ, your mind has to have new neurological connections to process the way God thinks. Because God thinks completely opposite of the way we think. And that takes a renewing of your mind. And one of the ways to do that is to memorize scripture. And one of the ways to memorize scripture is to have someone that's going to hold you accountable. You can get someone in your life and say, let's memorize the same scripture one a week. And watch what happens in five, six, seven weeks, how your thoughts start to change, your desires start to change. And all of a sudden, you're not worrying about every little thing because you know it's not going to do you any good. And then lastly, declare God's truth over your life every day. Now, I know a lot of y'all think you're beautiful and that you're funny, you're intelligent, and you say, I'm so beautiful, and look at my hair, and I'm so this, I'm so that. That is declaring your stuff over your stuff. But imagine if you said, God loves me. God has forgiven me. God has plans for my life. God is before me, behind me, below me, and above me. God, God knows every thought, and God, God, has, God has resources for everything he wants from me. God has a plan for my life that's better than me. Imagine if you told yourself that every single day instead of, man, my life is jacked up. I'm going to starve. People out to get me. No one, no one's, no one's helping me out. I ain't got no friends. Instead of saying that garbage, declare God's truth. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna declare three things. There's a bunch of stuff, and this is one of the reasons to read the Bible is to find out what this stuff is. So we're gonna declare, declare three. Number one, declare God is faithful. Everyone say God is faithful. God is faithful. God can't lie. He can never deny His promise to you. First Corinthians ten thirteen. It says. Look what it says. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. That means if you got a problem, you ain't the only one. <laughs> and it ain't the first time. <laughs> but God is faithful. Everyone say God is faithful. God is faithful. He's faithful. You have to tell yourself that over and over so you are convinced of that fact. Because you don't believe it doesn't change it. You could say it's the sun's out and it's nighttime. You can believe the sun's out all you want, but if it's night, the sun ain't out. God is faithful, whether you believe it or not, but you got to convince yourself and remind yourself and renew your mind. God is faithful. Everyone say God is faithful. God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to, with, uh, beyond, beyond what you are able, but with every temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear up. God says, I will never let you, never let you be tempted or burdened with more than you can take. So when you hear voices in your head saying you can't take it, say, yes, I can. Yes, I can. You know, we're here in San Diego, and we have a Navy SEAL base here, and the Navy SEALs are built on finding how 
much you going far beyond what you thought you could ever take. I, I, I'm amazed and in awe of the things that they do, things that you would never think are humanly possible. And when they go to training, they learn that, that they have no limits to what they can do. God says you have, your limits are far beyond what you can imagine. Yes, Lord. God is faithful. Everyone say God is faithful. God is faithful. Say God is faithful. God is faithful. God is powerful. God is powerful. Yes. Oh, there is nothing he can't do. The Bible says in Luke chapter 11, it says, if I cast out demons, this is Jesus talking about casting out demons. If I cast out demons by the finger of God. <laughs> this is so funny. <clears throat> I don't know if you've ever seen a demon-possessed person. Uh, if you've watched horror movies, that's demon possession, and it's real. I've seen it. How many of y'all seen it? Can I get amen? amen? We've seen it. And it is horrible. Jesus said, I cast out the finger of God. <laughs> he, don't need, he don't need to grab the demon. He don't need to, you know, yell and stuff. He just goes, boop, get out <laughs> with his finger. <laughs> so if I cast a demon out my finger of God, Surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, here's an illustration, fully armed, guards his own palace. His goods are in peace. But when a stronger man, a stronger man, than he comes upon him and overtakes him, he takes from him all his armor which he had trusted and divides his spoils. So there's a strong man. When a demon, when a demon got someone's life, yeah, he's stronger than the person. But when a stronger man comes, God. Amen. God. God says, demon? God is so powerful, he, he created the heavens and earth by just speaking it. He didn't have to move his hand. He just spoke it. God is powerful. Everyone say God is powerful. Say God is powerful. You have to declare that every day when you feel weak, God is powerful. God is faithful. And last one, God is loving. God is loving. Everyone say God is loving. First John 4, 8. First John 4, 8. It says, he who does not love, know God, does not love, does not know God. For God is love. Everyone say God is love. God is love. You can't make love. Now, you can express it. <laughs> Y'all got quiet. Like, <laughs> they got quiet. <laughs> the Christians over here said, what? I can't make love? No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, can, you can express it and enjoy it and you can have sexual in, intimacy, but that ain't making love. That's just what we call it because God is love. So you can't make God. It's an expression we use, right? God is love. For he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this we love is the love of God was manifested toward us that God sent his only son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation, replacement for our sin. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Everyone say God is love. God is love. The source of the idea of love comes from God. The whole concept comes from God. Therefore, the only kind of love we need to seek to express and to experience is the love of God, and it comes through a relationship with God. In a minute, I'm going to give you an opportunity to surrender your life to the God of love who sent his son for your sin. But before we do that, I want to ask everybody to stand up in this room and all the, play, all the wherever you're at, 
And we are going to declare those three things, that God is faithful. And then we're going to quote the verse, that God is powerful. And we're going to quote the verse, and that God is loving. Then we're going to quote the verse. And why is this important? Because when you speak God's word, it's better than when you hear it. When you do it, it's better than when you watch. When you write, it's better than when you read. And so I want to encourage you out loud with your voice, out the voice, with your voice out loud that you are declaring every single day God's word, that you read it out loud, that you look yourself in the mirror and say, God loves me, God is faithful to me, God is powerful, God is in this place, God has anointed me, God has called me, God has equipped me, God has empowered me, God has given me direction, God is on my side. So we're going to do this right now. I want, if, if you're by yourself and it's awkward, be awkward. Get over the hump. The devil's trying to shut your mouth. He doesn't want you speaking it. So I want you to speak it out loud. We're going to speak this out loud. On the count of three, let's get that first one. God is, uh, let's, God is faithful. Okay, ready? One, two, three. God is faithful. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has taken, taken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand. God is faithful. On three, God is powerful. One, two, three. God is powerful. Luke 11, 20 to 22. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger man than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. God is powerful. Come on now. Amen. On three, one, two, three. God is loving. God is loving. He loves you. 1 John 4, 8 to 11. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also to, to love one another. Amen, 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 amen. You may be seated. Um, God loves you, and here's what he wants for you, a relationship. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And our sin pushes God away. And God says, I love you so much, and I want a relationship with you so bad that I'm going to send my son to die in your place. And his death is going to pay the penalty for your sin. And if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So in a minute we're going to pray. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to simply tell God A, B, C. A, I admit that I'm a sinner. B, I believe Jesus loves me, that he died and rose from the dead for my sin. We just read it. And see, I'm going to confess my sin to him and repent. So I'm going to ask all of you to bow your heads and close your eyes. God is right there with you. He knows you very well. 
He died so he can have a relationship with you. But he will not force himself on you. He needs you by faith to ask him to forgive you. He needs you by faith to invite him into your life. But not to be just your friend, but to be your Lord. That means he has to have control. He will not be second. So if you would like to ask Jesus to be your Savior, pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I admit that I'm a sinner. I believe Jesus loves me and died on the cross. And I also believe that he rose from the dead. I confess my sin to him. I repent and surrender my life to you. Jesus, take over my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you. As the eyes are closed and the heads are bowed, wherever you are, if you prayed that prayer, wherever you are, even if you're by yourself, just slip your hand up with wherever you are right now. Just slip your hand up and make a public declaration, even if you are alone, that you prayed that prayer to ask Jesus to be your Savior. Good. You can put your hand down. Lord, thank you. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that your word is living and active, sharpened in a two-edged sword, and it's able to discern the thoughts and intents of our heart. And thank you that there are people right now listening to this message, think of themselves, he's speaking to me. Well, the he that's speaking to you is not me. It's the spirit of God. He knows you. And he's been waiting for this moment all your life. So congratulations. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give those people about that big hand. God bless y'all. If you uh, pray that prayer, there is a, a button. It says raise your hand on our website. Raise your hand and it will tell us that you accepted Christ. Um, uh, we would love to follow up with you. There's also a request for prayer button. Someone will want to pray with you right now. We would love to talk to you right now. Uh, remember, in two weeks we're going to have Easter service. I pray and ask that you would start to think about who you're going to invite to that service or at least share this site with them and this message that they can watch it at their house um, because we're going to have an Easter service and we're going to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Next week, we're going to have communion. So get your bread and your juice and grapes or whatever it is from the vine that you have um, and we're going to share communion right there in your house. We're going to have it here and we're going to have it with you right there. So God bless you. God loves you, and we'll see you next week. And also, uh, you can follow me every day. I'm giving videos every day on Instagram, at Miles McPherson. I'd love to encourage you every day. God bless you.